This is the Buyer Narrative, brought to you by the Kingman Consulting Group, the number one podcast for managers and executives who want to explore the strategic and psychological frameworks that enable you to understand your customers and deliver experiences that foster brand loyalty and spark growth. Let's jump right into it. Welcome to today's episode of the Buyer Narrative Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Kabisa. Today, we're going to talk about customer journeys. If you're not familiar with the term, it's usually used to reference a visual representation of a customer experience, you know, the process that a customer has to go in order to complete a specific action. For example, if a customer needs to update their address, maybe they have to log into a website, they have to type in their, their updated information, maybe they have to do a two-step verification before they do it, then they can update their information. Maybe that option's not available. Maybe they have to go uh, call or they have to go in person, you know, depending on you know, how the system is set up. You know, there's what are the specific steps that a customer has to take? And really the, the value of this exercise is that you get a sense of pain points and you get a sense of gaps when you actually draw out the specific steps that customer has to go through. Because when you set up a process uh, on, on your end, you know, you might not see specifically how it would feel to actually be the customer to, to have to do those things. Additionally, though this usually starts out with you kind of mapping out what you understand of the process, you can use uh, the voice of the customer information to basically, and what I mean by that is basically using customer feedback to actually point out where customers are notably already experiencing issues at certain points of the journey. And if you're not familiar with Voice of the Customer, our next episode will go over that in depth, so definitely make sure to stay tuned. But in terms of, of the journey, right, when you have a journey in front of you, what do you do next? Well, I think that the big thing with customer journeys is that you have to understand, number one, priority. You have to understand how priority each of these interactions are for both you and for your customer and compare and contrast that. For instance, the the buying process may be very important for you, but it may be kind of the least important interaction for a customer. And maybe for the customer, support is the biggest interaction for them. Maybe they they find buying, they they couldn't care less what they have to do to buy. Uh, They they just want the product and they, they wanna be able to buy it they don't really care about all the bells and whistles, all the processes that are in place uh, to set things up, but they specifically really want a lot of support uh, later on in another interaction. And you know, if there's a 10 to 20 step process from there, they're unhappy. Another customer might think, okay, we are fine with a, a 10 to 20 step process or support, but we actually prefer upfront for the process to look one way or another. So it's really key to once you have all your segments to actually pick specific segments that represent either the majority of your audience or the most important uh, audience for you based on customer lifetime value, whatever uh, other standard you're using to really define you know, who the core customer is that you want to look at these, these journeys for. And so once you've done this, you want to really outline the main interactions and think about what for you is is most valuable as an interaction. And for you, it may be when they make the first buy. And there may be, for instance, if you have a a average uh, customer lifetime and there's a certain point where, you know, if a customer continues beyond that point 
or beyond that update, um, you know, they're going to be a customer for a long time. So it could be a pivotal point uh, and you want to kind of document, you know, how that process goes. You want to be able to look at specifically what people are doing, what they have to do and kind of rate whether or not, you know, there's a gap there, whether there's a need for a process improvement and really having the color from, you know, understanding the customer feedback to, to give you that. And the reason why this really matters is because this should be the basis really of building on your customer experience, having the journeys in front of you. And it's also a good place to look for ideas for, for generating um, new processes, new updates, new services. You know, if there's uh, a technology that can be deployed to smooth out a customer journey, you know, it's a good thing to look at, you know, uh, rather than specifically trying to um, upgrade to the newest technology available for your website or for your call center IVR, um, you know, or your CRM system. You know, you can look, you know, if you're trying to think of providing something better or something that's going to be a new uh, value proposition for your customer, you can look at how do we smooth out parts of the customer journey and really starting with those 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 places that mean the most to the customer, but then also looking at how those have a financial impact to you. And and this is a good way to, to actually start to build a process of continuous improvement of your customer experience. Because when you're doing that, uh, that's when things get really smooth and you start to see if, if you have everything set up where you get a good picture of your customer experience metrics, you get to look at, you know, how well you're doing on, you know, satisfaction, customer effort score, net promoter score over time. And you're continually looking at, continually looking at, your customer journeys and, and pinpointing areas to improve and going on, you know, certain sprints to to clean up certain areas, you'll start to see those needles move in all of those different categories. And it's really an enriching experience. And so, you know, a big thing to do, though, when you have a, a journey mapped out is to really try to be uh, objective and, and to actually use data to, to fill it in. And it might sound strange because, you know, you're almost drawing a picture. Uh, you're almost drawing a picture there, so it's you know how do we how do we make that a data-driven exercise? Well, what you really need to do is to pull in if you're if you're mapping out an interaction and you want to know from point A to point B what happens. You know, is this smooth for a customer or not? You know, if you could tie in a customer effort score to an actual spot on the customer journey and say you know customers are scoring that this is hard. You know, customers are scoring that they have to put in a lot of effort there. That's a really actionable thing to do. Uh, you know, having the score alone, you know, socializing that throughout your organization, it may not actually, you know, be a clear um, thing to do to, to inspire a change or to, you know, convey the importance of a change. But when you're able to actually draw the picture and then have the data to back it up, it becomes clear what your next steps actually are. So that's it's good to tie the two together, to always tie together both having the qualitative and the quantitative uh, drivers in front of you. Another thing to think about is actually involving customers in this process. You know, it's it's I'm always a big driver of going the most direct path possible.
And so when you've, you've used your internal team to draw out some customer journeys, when you've gotten together your, your customer experience metrics and you're able to deploy that to add color um, to what the process is to actually show some pain points, you know, first you want to, you know, run it by, you know, if you're doing this with a, uh, a team focused on experience, you may want to run it by someone who's customer facing, um, who, who also can have an, an, a little bit of color to add to it. But then it'd be an interesting thing to include a focus group of some customers, you know, even, you know, when, when allowed to, to have a, a gathering where, you know, maybe a free meal or, you know, a special discount will be available, even if you have to do it via Zoom, uh, Zoom call, you know, gathering folks together and, and stating, you know, this is our process. You know, we really are really passionate about improving it. Uh, we've, we've noted that these are some areas of concern. You know, how do these, how does this process feel to you? You know, if at this point, at this point in the journey, you know, and imagine and imagine pointing to specific things, for instance, again, you know, updating information. You know, if, if you have a whole thing uh, done through the website uh, and there's specific processes that have to be going, you know, at this point in the process, if we made this change, if we were able to streamline this, you know, how much of an impact would this say? Uh, what would this have on your day? And, uh, and just asking you know, specific things. And, uh, and using that process also to validate you know, what the key experiences are for the customer, because you may think that, you know, um, signing up, getting customer support, uh, finding an additional service, uh, account maintenance are the main customer journeys. But then you might ask the customer and there's some things that you never thought about, you know, that are really big um, interactions for them. So reaching out to real customers and involving them in your processes, you know, it really, you know, not only gives that, you know, that's proof, you know, that, that experience matters, that the customers actually matter when you're taking the time to actually involve them in the, in the process of improving. Um, but it also makes sure that, you know, everything aligns, you know, both, both your hypothesis from the data, uh, from the processes that you mapped out, and the actual customers agreeing that, you know, those are areas to improve. You know, that's, that's how it's all built. That's how, you know, you continually um, find ways to meet expectations and exceed them, you know, by involving customers in that process and, and moving on from there. And it's kind of a beautiful thing. And so in our next episode, we're going to go through, you know, what the data points are, uh, how to, you know, use both the qualitative and quantitative data to get the voice of the customer, to be able to understand, you know, what the customer feedback is about specific parts of your business, you know, to really empower you to not, not only be able to map out the journeys for specific interactions, but actually to understand how customers feel about the experiences that they're currently being given and understanding if there's areas to improve or if there's areas of success um, that you want to continue uh, going through and passing on to future uh, operations. All right. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Buyer Narrative. And if you have any questions, please feel free to email me directly at brian at kingmanconsulting.com.